Okay, welcome to Abnormal Adventures with me, Carrie. My guest today is Kyle. Do you want me to say your last name? Uh, no? Okay. Whatever. Kyle. It's yeah. Kyle. Hi, Kyle. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Okay, so I've known you for quite a while now. Yeah, it's been... <laughs> I know. Years. I try. I tried to think about it the other day. I was like, okay, did we meet in high school first or technically youth group first? And I can't remember. What I remember is because it got posted to Facebook is that there's this stupid thing we did with, what was it, a turnip with Ashley? And turnip. we did it at the ranch. I believe what it was was you came for a weekend or something, and it was either like a staff weekend and we were introducing you because you guys were coming to work the next year. Or whatever it was. And then it was you and me and Zoltan and Ashley and I think John and a few other people from the youth group all really? screwing around with like a turnip and making these ridiculous videos. Okay, I so don't remember the turnip. A couple of years later, um, that got posted to Facebook. So that comes what? up in my memories because I was tagging Okay, you them. need to tag me in this because yeah. I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> it was something we did at the ranch. It was in the winter. And it was okay, I remember that because someone drove and us and they smashed over one of the posts on the way into the, the ranch. <laughs> yeah, that happens sometimes. In the yeah, yeah. Anyway, so I think that's what it was. It was either you came up and we were having like, because uh, on long weekends we used to have kids come up sometimes yeah. for two nights or a night or whatever. And other times it was uh, just staff weekends and the staff would come up like Friday, Saturday. And sometimes they would bring friends that were interested in working there and whatever. So I believe that's kind of where it came from is you came with some people from the youth group and I'm sorry I thought there. I met you at the youth group or something first but I can't like I can't pinpoint the exact meeting it, well it was something <laughs> like that because we used to come into town for that youth group like that was the church that we went to so that's where that youth group came from for me but uh mm. we came partially because there was connections with some of the people that were starting to come to the to the, to the ranch at that oh. point because for me, the, the biggest difference was is I was there when there was a different director, too. So That's true. So the ranch true. was a completely different place. Probably way at better. At that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. in, in some ways, maybe. Okay. But, uh, you know, some of us were just super young. Like, yeah. I, I went there three years mm -hmm. as, uh, as, a, uh, as a kid. And then I did their transitional um, ah, see, program. Ah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, so 2000 was when I, I did the step up to, like, staff program. to staff yeah. um side note everybody we were talking about circle square ranch in <laughs> severn bridge yeah. uh we will just call it the ranch because that's too many words we'll just call it the ranch um yeah because i remember that but for some reason my head said i thought i met you like but you never you didn't really go to school with us did you come and visit no, us at school yeah i visited you at school because i was already Maybe graduated that's, that's what my brain was thinking i spent one semester doing things over the internet at the ranch um like for schooling, you mean? Yeah. Okay. okay. Because I, I think I was two credits shy of my, my diploma thing, when yeah. I got there. And I wasn't interested in going home. So um, that would have been probably the summer of 2003. But anyway. That would make sense because I think I graduated in 2004, 2005. Um, maybe. I'm so, I'm so, I realized through all of this, trying to talk to people, that I'm the worst at years. Like the fact that people are like, yeah, it was in like 1995. I was like, mm. I don't know what year it was. <laughs> I don't know what, what, how old I was. I just slightly remember it. But I do remember, because then you started coming to Calvary. Calvary? Calgary? Calvary. Calvary. Calvary? Yeah. Did you, that was one that you were going to, or you were not, not yeah, going Well, we to. went when we could. That was the problem. None sure. of us had vehicles. Several of us had licenses, but none of us had vehicles. That's so we true. we always had to find a ride. That is very true. 
I, yeah. would, I would sometimes come home because I lived in Barrie, like yeah. most of the people who came to that place did. It's true. And then I would go whatever, like it was usually Fridays, wasn't it? I think, right? <laughs> I don't exactly. know. Exactly, I can't remember. I think I, it was Fridays. It must be Fridays cause, because and we never Sundays went home early, whatever. right? Yeah. So I, I'm going to say Fridays and then obviously the normal church service on Sundays. Yeah. I'm so bad. I don't know, even know. <laughs> but no, because I remember like going to the ranch so like yeah because i think i heard about it i i remember going to that thing you were talking about but i don't remember anything that happened that weekend other than the snowy drive in and that's yeah. all i remember and uh but then that summer i came i don't know how they ever hired me i was the snottiest person you've ever met back then probably not to like you, you. probably weren't the worst <laughs> ever uh, they i think they multiple times tried to throw me out that first year a lot of things changed because when Dan and you know yeah. for any reason I won't mention any more information yeah. came. Um, the the atmosphere changed and so you like believe me and especially from when I lived there all the different people I met from people who were there years before I was as staff and ranchers mm-hmm. all the way up to people who disappeared because he came or or after he came or whatever yeah is you were definitely not the worst or couldn't there's it, <laughs> It would take a lot of effort to be the worst. Honestly, I think... And, and, and I, I understand that some I, people I were just going through stages, but, like, some people were just mad sometimes. It was it was strange. Oh, I was bad. <laughs> okay, honestly, like, I don't... Like, we didn't get close until, I think, after that first year. When I first started coming back on, like, the, the retreat weekends, yeah. I think that's when we started to get a bit closer. Because that first year, if you knew me, Greg in the, in, the, in the barn regularly told me that I was just, like, I was, like, a wild horse that he had to break because I was just full of attitude mm-hmm. i would get grumpy i'm surprised i didn't swear at them all the time but i didn't i didn't i was good it's a christian camp i didn't swear but like that's what we all tried to do when we got there in, in june was be like oh right i can't swear anymore oh. or I go home. but i had my eyebrow pierced big amount of money that we got paid there yeah i know the 50 dollars a week uh no Apparently but we were one of the highest still <laughs> oh my god, that's ridiculous. Some but it was all for like 30s. volunteer hours for your schooling. But oh, I was past that by the time you guys came. It's in. true. It's so true. But no, I think I like if I remember correctly, I had my tongue pierced and my eyebrow pierced, yep. which they told me that like so my tongue I ended up just putting in like a clear little ball, so whatever. But then I had to put fishing line in my eyebrow. Oh, I do remember that now. Yep. Because the they can't see it. I remember you it. had to take it out, but I forgot about the fishing line. But I remember it now. Yeah. So. And, like, I had short black hair. Yeah. Like, not as short as probably people are going to picture, but short. It's not like you had a pixie cutter. No. <laughs> I will say it was kind of a pixie cut, but I always had bangs. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But, like, I was this rebellious, like, asshole that, like, I, I ended up, because I was so close to the teen week years, because I had yeah. just turned 16, or I wasn't even 16. I think it was 15. And so I'm counseling people that are my age or younger by one year. It was bad. I was left the first year that the that the director changed. I was left counseling a room for entirely too long that summer. And, like, it drove me just into a point where I was running on fumes at all points. I was running oh on goodness. coffee and food, energy, and that was it. Well, that's the thing. Because I like, was just so mentally tired with, I like, I didn't feel like I was the right person to no. be counseling children. But if you think about it, I think most of the people there felt that same way because it's a it's a 24-hour camp and you would get one period off during the day. 
which is about an hour. I think that, that was what it. they tried to do was they tried to limit the staff. Like, he tried to limit how many people were there. Because, well, it, and actually that's entirely true because some of the jobs were truncated. You know what I mean? Like, there mm-hmm. was there was literally a hierarchy of how everything worked. The only difference was is that there was a couple of... Um, in some cases, wives, in other cases, husbands, mm. who would be there and wouldn't actually necessarily work there. But, like, when I was a kid, like, the, I guess, uh, he was called the program director, who was just under the director of the camp. Yeah. Uh, his wife was the secretary. So she did all the eight, nine to five office When you work first started. Yeah. Those are people so I didn't meet. Okay, all year yeah, yeah. long, <laughs> she did nine to five, or, or, like, they took time off in the winter yeah. because nothing happens, but other than church groups coming in. Yeah. But uh, she Work, did all the nine to groups. five, yeah, all the <laughs> nine to five um, secretary work yeah. for kids coming in, especially working with the charities that are sponsoring kids to come yeah. in and everything. Um, you know, surprisingly, you could get what you could get. It was, I remember when I was a kid, it was like three hundred and sixty-five dollars a week to go there, which actually wasn't terrible in comparison uh, true. to what, yeah. what p- some people charge is like a thousand dollars a week now for things. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. But anyway, so that's how some of that worked out is, like, that, like she she was there. Uh, her husband worked in the program of the summer camp yeah. throughout the summer, and so she was the secretary year-round. And then so between the director and that program director, because there was a house they could live in, yeah. they pretty much took care of it, uh, of the grounds year-round. Yeah. Uh, also, when I was a kid, there was usually a... Um, what the heck did they call it? Um more or less a barn director. <laughs> yeah, that's like what the, like Greg was. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Like there was that other couple that was usually there and well actually that's right because uh, Greg's wife did the secretary work. She when, did, yeah. When, when we worked there at that at that point. So same kind of idea. So he was in charge of that and so he was kind of like the maintenance guy when nobody else was there and he was the in charge of the horses and you know that's things right. like that. Obviously the director in the in the off season would help too, but yeah. For the summer, that's what it was. And so there was always this hierarchy, and then every department had a head and an assistant and then staff, and that's it. Like, there was a – the program director ran the program, but then the recreation director was the one that would run, like, you know, our evening games and the program of the theme days we would have and all those fun things that summer camps do. (laughs) Yeah. And so that's where it was. Is Like I said, there was always that step-up hierarchy of, of all the departments, there was always people, like at least two or three staff on top of that. And so it was weird for me, especially when I went there and I'm stuck counseling kids for an entire summer. Yeah. And I'm just dead tired by the end of it mentally and physically. And then I can't remember if it was the second or third year that he was there where I finally became the maintenance director. And mm. so my job was to do all the uh, lawn care and all the fix-up, <laughs> you know, handyman type things. Yep. And so that wasn't so bad because Greg would help me at that point when he yeah. didn't have to, because he didn't always teach classes, Yep. but he made sure everything was taken care of from the supplies, the tack, the horses, It's true, yeah. So. The hard thing is, is that, like, it is, like, uh, the I, first year I was there, I counseled, and uh, not the whole summer, because I left for a little bit in the middle yeah. of it, but uh, no, they they really want you 24-7, that it was like, you would sometimes be up with disobedient children until, like, midnight or later but then you had to get up i can't remember what time but really early to go to staff devotionals in the morning it was 7 30 if that yeah, yeah so you would have 7, to have been fully be ready yeah. to go to have that and then come back and make sure the kids are ready for breakfast and then you're just go 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 other than yeah. that hour chunk in the middle of the day and then you're go 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 yeah. and so you were exactly like so tired oh, yeah. and then um they Everybody's put me fighting in fighting over the coffee maker 
see i still haven't drank coffee ever in my life uh i don't know how i did it like i i am kind of lucky that i wasn't that person that needed a ton of caffeine at that point in my life but now i would need coffee well i don't drink coffee i'd have something else but still um but no but then i got put in tb village one week and it was the worst week i've ever had in my life I did a lot in TP Village before Dan King, yeah. the previous director. Um, a good friend of mine was the second in command in the TP Village, okay. which made them the rec director, so they did the evening games and yep. stuff there. And so I was part of that recreation staff, and so I would run um, basically anything but swimming. You know what I mean? Yep. So we had archery for those young kids, uh, just a little tiny bows for them. Yep. Uh, we had field games, we had other things to do, and uh, arts and crafts and things, and so mm-hmm. it just depended. And so literally one summer, there was me and f- three or four other people, and w- yeah. we just did that all summer long. Oh, yeah. And the head of the TP Village was the husband of the person that, like, trained me when I did the, mm-hmm. the they called it the leader in training program. Yep. I um, think I've definitely heard that. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So when, when we were there at that point... Um, it might have even been the year I took that program. I can't remember because I can't remember if they did. They came back the year after. But anyway, yeah. So I was there for probably a month or two at least. And so it was just a group of us. We all yep. did the same thing all the time. Nothing changed because yep. nothing had to change because they didn't really need us anywhere else. Yeah. And even the person that ran the rec director at that point, she had been in the barn for years when I was a, a kid there. And that's, that's how true. I met her. So. Yep. But with the changeover of the director changed over a lot in the staff and certain and i'm not saying not rightfully so in some cases but (laughs) certain Mm -hmm. people were made aware that either changes had to be abridged or just don't bother and a lot of people just didn't bother and yeah like it wasn't like well sleeping in a teepee is very weird already (laughs) because it's not that much and the train was always there and it'd wake you up in the middle of the night um but I was a sole counselor there, and I think I had a full TP just to myself, which is a lot of kids to kind of wrangle, right? Because normally you should have. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> I didn't. Which is what I always felt like when I was counseling yeah. kids. And like, don't get me wrong, like it was it was okay in the sense of it, but I had these two girls that fought, and they wouldn't always. fight when I was around, and like physical fight. And then, <laughs> like, the reason it was so bad was because I can't remember who was, like, the TV director at the time. I'm picturing a blonde, but that's all I can remember. And I didn't think that they were very organized. Things weren't getting done. There wasn't help. And so, like, I was getting stressed by the end of the week. And then when the parents came, those two kids decided to have it out when the parents were there. And then I got called in and was like, this has been happening the whole week. And I was like, uh, not to my knowledge, it wasn't. And it was this big thing. And then I got fully reamed out for something that, like, I wasn't even witness to. Come on. Do you think I want to see little kids beat up? No. I would have done something. And I remember being like, they're like, so they, uh, when did they post what you were doing the next week? I can't even remember. Like, so it, it ended on Saturdays, and then you'd have Saturday night off. Yeah. So they would have posted sometime Saturday for what you're doing the next day, uh, I it think. It depended. I, I, I can't quite remember how uh, actually punctual they were with that. But they would try and post it by, like, dinner time Saturday. Yeah. I think. Um, if they did it at all. Yeah, that's Honestly, true. Honestly, there used to just be a meeting about an hour, hour and a half before the parents were allowed to start showing up with their kids. And it was just, you found out then. I'm pretty like sure. Said, whenever it was. Not uh, a lot of people got moved around. So. Oh, well, they wanted to keep me in TP. And I said, I'm not staying in TP. And they're like, we're not putting you anywhere else. And I'm like, well, I'm going home then. And yeah, I took off. 
which was probably the worst thing ever. I probably should have stayed because I think that was like the most drunken I've ever been. Was that oh, week when I went home? There you go. Yeah, I went partying because I was frustrated. Even though I've never been much of a drinker or a partier, but I think I was just like, screw you, ranch. You don't put me in TV two weeks in a row. Yeah. Well, I see at this point, like I said, we're in 2021 and I was a leader in training there in 2000 and I've smoked weed for at least 20 years. So for me, it's like, yep, I had my own vices and I still do. So. I know. It's, <laughs> but like first year was bad for me. I remember, I think it was the last day of camp. They banned me from coming to like the, what was it called? When they have like the horse thing, you know, like they would always have that like flag thing. And then there was like a farewell to the kids and the parents could come and see it as oh, well. The, the like basic rodeo type thing. Yeah, but they called it something, didn't they? I don't remember now. But whatever it was. And I loved going because that first year, all I wanted to be was in the barn. Like I wanted to be in the barn. I loved being around horses. And I remember being like, you're not allowed to come. And I think that last week, uh, for some reason, I think they had banned me to that that above the barn part, right near the barn. What was, I don't remember what we called it. But it's just like the extra staff area. Yeah, and that, I remember that used to be the 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 female staff bunkhouse yeah. when I was a kid. Was bunkhouse. There we go. Yeah. yeah, and so I think they had banned me there because they didn't want me in with the normal kids, not because I was bad with the kids, but there was another situation going on, and they banned me up there. And I'm like, you can't come down to the rodeo. I was like, fine, I'm gonna blare heavy metal music out of the windows, and all the parents are gonna hear it. And then I remember Kara coming upstairs and be like, you need to turn that down now. And I was like, guess what? I'm never coming back. And then I think like two months later, I came back to help with retreats. <laughs> but the, it was like. I remember the year that I counseled kids. One of the things I did was, um, you know, trying to get to know Dan and his wife who came. And um, John was one person when I met him through the uh, through the youth group as well. I can't remember if it was before or. We're talking about nicely? Time. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Just make sure we're talking about yeah. the same John. I was like, what? Yeah. And so I talked to him a lot about like Christian heavy metal and that yeah. stuff that I could listen to. And, you know, yeah. when I was trying not to listen to the garbage type music and whatever, yeah. um, we, and I had a stereo and the thing was, is my stereo when I was in TP village was so loud that even on the lowest setting, yeah, two TPs away, apparently somebody could still hear the bass. And that so I sense, got all yeah. kinds of issues with that. And so I was in a bunkhouse in in the older kids' half, like in the actual western area, yep. not the TP area. Yep. And John came in and put on Living Sacrifice and put it as loud as we could. And I was in the second or third or fourth bunkhouse, okay, one of the yeah. middle ones. And it was so loud you could hear it all over the entire front field. <laughs> and that would be hard. I, I feel can't like remember if it was Dan or Gord or somebody ran in and like Gord. unplugged my... Uh, my stereo because they automatically thought and that it was bad music no it's just because it was heavy metal i the, dan and i had a thing going for a while off and on he would make fun of me all the time because of the heavy metal and stuff i listened to what did he but listen I never, to country he listened to like praise and worship more than anything else and yeah maybe country okay whatever <laughs> whatever no th and that's the thing that i just found that like they were so strict on stuff that it's like it's heavy metal and there are a lot of christian heavy metal bands so it's like who it's just because someone's really aware screaming. Of many of them, but I started to get to know some because. Of but I got like to John know, yeah, people. John. Well, because I dated him, so I definitely <coughs> had that. Excuse but me. like, I, I think it was. Was it between the first and the second year that? See, this is thing timelines. I'm so bad for it. <laughs> that like, I still have my shorter hair, so. Maybe it was between the second and third year. I don't know. I never know. But I remember, like, we went on the the trip to Ohio. Was that like, because Keegan was there, Sonia, you, Zoltan, 
obviously myself since I'm talking yeah, to me. Yeah, so the, I think what it was was the first summer that you guys were there. Mm-hmm. Perhaps I came back when you were gone for that little bit doing your um, you <laughs> drunkenness. Know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we went to we went on a trip. It was uh, yeah, because it was coming around the end of I think when you were dating because you were dating John at the time I think or I don't I think think it, around the end of it. I probably around the end of it. I think we were slightly on again off again. I don't remember. I think the first summer you were there, you were a little bit, and then it just eventually. Mm-hmm. You sh- I remember at one point you weren't talking, but anyway. It happens. We're teenagers and breakups, whatever. So anyway, John and Zoltan and I went across the border and went to um, Cornerstone. Oh, okay, yeah. And so we did that first, and we came back in the summertime. And then after that, uh, it was uh, several months later, and Zoltan and I were like, we need another concert. True. And so we were trying to figure out who we could go see and what wasn't too far. He was always the one with the access to the car. We just had to go to Pickering and pick it up from his mom. So... (laughs) Um, it was always up to him where he wanted to drive. I never could drive and help him because I only either had either a G1 or a G2 any of those times we went. And so that's what happened when we went to Cornerstone. He borrowed his mom's car. That's what happened when we went to Ohio. And it just came down to separating what we were doing, where we were staying and things because we did Cincinnati, was it Friday? Did we go Friday, Saturday or we go Saturday, Sunday? Do you remember? I think it was Saturday, Sunday. We actually. went to a church service, so we were probably there on Sunday. Yeah, because that's when we left and went to um, Lima. Yep, that's yeah. when we went to Lima. Okay. Yep. So, yeah, so we went there on the Saturday. Uh, I don't even remember how in the heck he set it up so that we could stay at this uh, family's house. Yeah. <laughs> <or> like this <laughs> yeah, older yeah. couple's house. And then we went to church the next morning at their church. And then we turn around, and I think that's when we went to Costco. And I, I don't know. Do you remember Costco? I don't Costco remember. I it. thought we went to Walmart, and they had ICs on the checkouts, and I was so happy. I can't remember. But we went and bought something. I think we bought stuff on the Saturday because then we showed up at their house. Oh, yeah. And they were like, no, no, no. We'll order. Didn't they order us barbecue or something like that? Oh, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. I don't know Ohio, how. What do you expect? <laughs> I know. It's true. But I don't know how. They were so friendly and legitimately. Oh, yeah. We were this, like, ragtag group of, like, misfits. Like, I had a corner of Mohawk. Yeah, I was going to say, you had the corner right? of Mohawk, which I've still never seen anybody do it the way you did it back then. <laughs> I don't even I've know. I've seen a few people try different things and yeah. call it that, but I'm like, no. No. I'm like, and I don't even have, like, I have pictures I have pictures. They're bad. They're not the greatest, because back then it was just, like, prints. It wasn't digital, so you didn't yeah. know if the picture you took was going to come out. Right. But no, like... There's Sonia that back then she looked like the most innocent person you've ever met. I don't know what she looks like now. I'm not saying she looks different. I haven't seen her in years. Actually. I haven't seen her in years either. And then you have, no offense, never looked like a uh, preppy person since I've known you. No. Um, Keegan was, I don't even know how to describe Keegan. Keegan was just Keegan. Keegan was a younger guy. Yeah. And he came as a rancher for years and years, but he would usually be there for several weeks. Yeah. And so certain people were attached with him, and he would usually come back every year for two or three weeks. Yeah. And he... How uh, did he end up in that group with us? How did he end up getting... Was well, he already staffed by that point, or was it just because of Shauna? Well, I think it was because of Shauna. He, he would come and go. Yeah. And then, so it was like... Maybe he, it was part of, part of it was him pitching in, and so maybe, maybe that helped us, and so that's why we decided to actually put five people on the car instead True. of four. And then really the reason we went down is because Zoltan was interviewing someone for 103.1, one, no, one, 100.3, wait, yeah. why am I saying that wrong? The Christian station. 100.3, yeah. 100.3. 
and, and so uh, that's what that's well that's the same kind of thing that happened when we went to Cornerstone. We went to Cornerstone. He was a photographer for them. Oh. So we were like the second group of people allowed in the door, and that wasn't even general admission yet. You oh, know nice. I mean? So we got in super early. There was a pile of people that had come the night before, though, because they had opened it up the night before, but it was only though like the people who came were the ones putting anything on. Yeah. So one person decided to set up like a whole like dance club type DJ <laughs> booth beside a, f- a field. Yeah. And it stayed there all weekend or all, well, it was three or four days long, but um, it stayed there the whole time. And sometimes at night they would, they would play dance music until, yeah. you know, 12 or one. But uh, other than that, most of the areas still had some good space where you, where you could tuck away your car for the three or four days and just put up your tents and do whatever. And so that's, that's what we did. Yeah. And most of the, like even from where we were, I think we only had to walk up to 10 minutes and that was just because it That's was like bad. the biggest stage. Yeah. And you could usually always find people and it was always a joke. Um, a band that I used to listen to uh, made jokes about it all the time. They were called the uh, golf carts from hell. Really? Because they were freaking everywhere. Okay. And even at this Christian, this giant Christian music festival that I believe even still used to happen. Maybe it doesn't right now. Um, but yeah, even at this Christian music festival, they called it the golf carts from hell because they were just friggin' everywhere and, and whatever people could afford to rent one, yeah, it was covered all weekend. I, I drove back halfway to the main stage with somebody and I think it was two people in the front, one person sitting in the back from this family at a fourth spot. So I asked them their tire was popped and we just dragged the damn thing all the way down really? this 10, like we weren't going any faster than walking, but for whatever reason, I just sat there and chatted with them. And they drove back, and then the next day I saw them driving around. So they just had to bring it to the, to the booth and get a new tire, um, a, a new golf cart for the weekend until they wanted to fix the tire of the other one. And so, that was the only thing is the golf carts. Most people tried to like walk on one side and drive yep. on the other, but that was it. It was the golf carts from hell. That's too funny. <laughs> I but just yeah. remember going to the states, and first of all, like. I think that was the first time I ever went to Disney. No, I went to Florida when I was a kid, but that's different because you're at Disneyland and stuff like that. But it was so different that I expected everyone to be really rude. But I felt like we encountered a lot of very nice people. Because we were surrounded by Christians. <laughs> I think True. that's the biggest thing. You know what I mean? The, the, like, when, especially when you get more south... Uh, People are nice in yeah, general. Yeah, that's true. Uh, whereas other people are just kind of as bitter at their government like we are. But you know that's what I mean? It's true. I still remember, because I think we saw Kids in the Way in Lima. That was one of the ones that I remember seeing. Yeah, was it? Yeah. Because yeah. Cincinnati. Because I think I bought their second album or something. Cincinnati was Pillar. That was what we were going to see. <sighs> yes. That was the main. Yeah, that's true. In Cincinnati. And then we stayed over. And then, yeah, we drove to Lima to see Kids in the Way. And then I think we drove home. I think so too. Yeah, it was but normally what he did because we did the same thing at Cornerstone. Yeah. We left at like I think twelve. Random times morning. at night, and I remember the first time we went over the border was Zoltan, and he was like, "Everyone, have your stuff ready. Don't say anything unless I talk to you." Like so strict. And then on the way back was, and he like eating chicken wings, in the middle of the night, and he went oh, through probably. the 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 transport truck lane. So he's like yelling up to like the person <laughs> up there and he's like, he goes through, but he's so tired. He doesn't even realize. And then he, he was like, oh, we God. almost just got in so much trouble. And the rest of us were probably just passed out to the world, not even noticing. And I'm he is just like, yep, I'm eating my barbecue, driving through the wrong lanes at the border. Like, but they just waved him through and they're like, whatever, you're getting out of our country, going back to yours, go away. Yeah. And, um, but I remember in Lima, it was the first time that someone ever asked that stereotypical, like, you're a Canadian? 
how do you get infinite in your igloos? And I was like, are you kidding me? And this person... Oh, yeah, some people legitimately they, think it. They thought... I've talked like, to people from around the world from doing internet radio, and it's like some people legitimately think that we live in the snowy area all the time. Isn't that crazy? Not even necessarily that we live in igloos. Like, some of them obviously believe that we know how to build houses. We're not stupid. Yeah. But obviously, they literally believe that we live in igloo-type temperatures <sighs> at all points. At all or times. at least 10 months of the year. Which, which obviously, people up north do. Uh, you know what I mean? It's still minus 17 in some places up yeah. north today. Yeah, it's true. But we're finally getting 10 for the first time in a week. But yeah, it's <laughs> true. I, I just can't believe it because I, I maybe we're not as ignorant. That's maybe the, like the well, best. Canada's way. nice. There's yeah. You can look in the history books anywhere, and there's times when American soldiers or anything have put Canadian flags over their American ones because they people think that Canadians are nice and it's other true. people are not. Especially when you're <laughs> traveling and stuff like that. Like I was always like I would always put like a name flag over like labels on stuff. Like I would have yeah. a camera bag that I'd make sure that like the type of brand wasn't shown. So I'd have a Canadian flag over it. But it's true. Most people do fly around the world with Canadian flags when they're not Canadian at yeah. all. But um what I was gonna say? That got me sidetracked with that trip. No, the ranch. I was like, what did we do? I think I got close to you when I taught high ropes. Yeah, it it all depended because different times, different things happened. There was times when I was on rec staff and I would do, um, I remember I did archery a few times mm-hmm. because I remember that there was a few people from when I was a kid that worked there that would come back. And yep. so they'd come and do rec for a week or something like that because they only had that time, which... You know, when you're done college or going to college, 50 bucks a week is not enough time. It's or, not enough. So no. you come for a week for um, basically like a traditional sake, and that's about it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because I think between the first and second year, I, I started to enjoy the ranch a bit more. I did calm down as being an asshole. I wasn't as much <laughs> of an asshole anymore. Um, and I did the high ropes. So I did yeah. rock climbing and high ropes, and I think... I did it with Troy. Well, yeah, and then they they had basically paid for you to get a, your certification to do that, which yeah. is another reason why you did it a lot, just because when they paid for you to do it, that's what you did. It's true, <laughs> and then, but but I enjoyed it. Oh, I yeah. did. No, other than course, the like normal ranch fa- fashion, that not everything was up to code, as I would say. Well, it was actually relatively new at that point too, though. So well, the rock was, wall it was, was more or less mainly up to code. No, do you not remember that one time you found me hanging by my hair? Okay, so the rock wall is supposed to have a specific safety mechanism on the back, but they hadn't installed it yet. And so I, the person I ran with, Troy, was sick that day. And so I was running the whole thing by myself. And all the kids had left to go get ready for dinner. And I was trying to get everything down from the top of the rock wall. And so you have to self-bullet down. Which is not like proper code for a thing that you have to go up every day. And so I'm coming down. My hair gets caught in the gree-gree, which then suspends me by my hair on the gree-gree. And then Kyle just magically decides to come visit me <laughs> as I'm hanging by my hair. I'm like, Kyle! <laughs> He's like, what? <laughs> so then you had to bring a ladder over to me and like yeah, I, help I me get down. at one point I think I lifted you so that we could take the pressure off your hair. Mm-hmm. And then we eventually had to get you unhooked and, and obviously collect or whatever we were doing with the equipment at the time. Yeah, finished putting it in the box and stuff. Yeah. Cause I, and I think we have pictures of, like, that's when, if you weren't doing something, you would hang out there. Because we had pictures on closer to the high ropes. There was that little shed thing and the little green box. And I think I have pictures of, like, you, Michael Party, Troy, and myself just hanging out there. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Um, By that I, point, Troy was one of the people that I uh, that lived with me when I stayed 
like in the off season the one year. Oh, did he? Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah, it was him and two other people. Him and Zoltan and and one other person. Actually, there was two other people at one point, but usually yeah. there was only one of the other there. Did you live upstairs, like where, like we, in that we hallway? We lived in in. Uh, <laughs> the name of it always makes me laugh. We lived in Grizzly Adams. That's where we lived, across the. Uh, was that even? Field. Because I remember there's the Annie Oakley one yeah. that never really was used. I mean, you remember the gray one that was usually the videographer's place that he lived all summer long? Is that the one that I got caught in doing, <laughs> during oh, Smuck the Staff? Oh, maybe, yeah. I think you were there one of them the filming one. me. During, I never remember which one's which, to be honest. Yeah. No, there was, the, there was the white one that was right by the main road that led yeah. to the parking lot. Yep. And then there was the gray one that was beside it that was a lot closer to, like, the girls' bunkhouse area. Oh, okay. And, like, the schoolyard, uh, the school, uh, the schoolhouse, um, and, and things like that. Yeah. So okay, yeah. No, I that's think that's generally the one. where it was, and it was actually, like, with the, with the baseboard heating, it was fine for us even in the winter. But, yeah, oh yeah. all winter long, we lived there, and you had to try and you tread our asses across the damn field at minus 40 a few times. Yeah, that would be <laughs> fun. Yeah, no, because... Drafty as hell, a little box in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, it was, really. I wonder why they put it all the way over there. They just paid the electric bill every month. It was a charity. <laughs> Nobody asked questions. That's true. That's true. No, because I got caught, I think it was in Grizzly Asm or the the girls one, the Annie Oakley one, that, like, people set me up to get caught during Smuck the Staff going into a man-made oh, okay. area. And I'm pretty sure it was you, Zoltan, and Alex that, like, hid in there while Lisa convinced me to go in first through the back window. And oh, then it wasn't me. I was never part of the videography staff, but I think I remember that video, though. <laughs> I thought you were there because there was, like, three Maybe. people there, like, trying to catch me doing things that I'm not allowed to do, which I always did during Smoke the Staff. I didn't always hide in buildings, but I always hid in a tree just slightly outside of the perimeter. <laughs> well, see, in the fact of when I lived there as well as in the summer, when because a few of us were still in that, that uh, Grizzly Adams house yeah. um, for a while. Um. Yeah, we pranked each other all the time. Yeah. I remember at one point Zoltan got John to come and try and help prank me, and I thought I was asleep, but I wasn't, so I screwed it up on them, and they were <laughs> happy. But it's true. I remember we had fascinations with plungering each other in the head. That was one thing we used to do. With I used plungers? <laughs> uh, maybe. You're like, probably. I remember it's a guy's I stuck in house. one of the side of John's head one time when he had his mohawk. Really? Yeah. I could see that. And, yeah, at that point, I remember I had mine, too. And so that was what the other thing they were trying to do was do the same thing to me, where it would suction to the side of my head for a second or two. Oh, my goodness. That's the thing. that like I Ashley was the one that cut my mohawk for me. <laughs> it's true. I just found that, like, as the years went on, I, I felt I got more involved in pranking than I probably would have liked to. Well, because we were bored. <laughs> it's true. We still wanted to be assholes, but we were trying to be, like, I don't know, ethical assholes. <laughs> I don't know. So There's... we wanted to find ways of... Pissing people off or, uh, you know, getting out some frustration in that sense, but not being, you know, illegal or gross or, you know, too out there about it. So we'd find little ways of pissing each other off or inconveniencing each other so that we could prank each other back and forth. And yeah, it all depends on how many people you could hide it from as to how long you were allowed to do it, whether you got a talking <sighs> to or not. So true. <laughs> and I think there was like a severity to your prank if you got talked to. Because I think the last year that I was there, Scott was there. And he was doing high ups as well. And I sometimes was in high ups. I was, I was kind of everywhere that year. Um, I'm trying to remember who Scott is. Scotty Mack. He was uh, uh, Laney's friend. Landon. Landon. Whatever his last name. He oh, was a program director, producer's friend. They came in from 
out east of Harvard, New Brunswick. Oh, okay. No, wherever. Yeah. I don't know where they lived. And uh, he would he, the one week he went around just making kids believe he was Scottish. Like he talked in a Scottish accent <laughs> the whole week, and all the kids. And then like he would break. I don't. I thought you were, but he broke character at like the evening campfires, and the kids were like, "Oh, did you hear his Canadian accent?" And it's like it's not a Canadian accent; it's legitimately his voice. But it was funny. He oh he never like he would shower, but I don't think he ever used soap. And that was like my prank that one time while he was this is probably so bad, but while I was bullying a kid up on the higher ups course, like I I dumped shampoo on his head and like washed his hair. <laughs> and like but then he got me back with like horse poo in the hair while i was bullying a kid and i was like soap and poop these are completely different don't do that that was a that was a constant for years was was horseshit horseshit horse shit. Horse shit fights yeah yeah when especially when we what did we used to play gold gold rush or something like that in the horse paddocks yeah and it was just they would sometimes try to groom the, a bit to get some of it off but i like same thing i saw pictures recently of like us having a horse poo fight just standing there. Yep. So it's like that's what I miss. I the thing is I was that kid, I can't remember which show it was, but it was some kids station that used to have a camp show run that people they would legitimately film just a camp. Mm-hmm. And my family didn't have enough money to send us to camp. And so when I got to go to the ranch as a counselor, I kind of got like the the better side of it. Because being a, a kid, you can only do so much. It also depends too, because you're in the age group because I was young when it was on. Is that perhaps some of the, sh- the shows that you're talking about from when you were younger was the actual Circle Square Ranch show? Mm-mm. Which, no? Okay. No, it wasn't. I used to watch a show <laughs> called Camp Caribou. That was the one I watched when I was a kid. No, this was, a, like, I don't even know what it was, but yeah, it was they followed kids through camp, and I was like, oh, I'd love to do this, but we didn't have the money. And my mom's a single yeah. mom with three kids. Like, that doesn't happen. And well, that's it. My, my parents would save up, I'd go one week a year. Yeah. That's all I got. Yeah. And so, like, when I got to go, I did get to have that experience of camp life, but you kind of got the better side of it. Like, slightly better things like, changed a lot when dan took over and see, but so i, didn't know I, I can tell you two different well that's it i can yeah. tell you two different ways things weren't bad i've never yeah. like there there's like circle square ranch is not one of the places that i'm actually talking about but i've heard of summer camps that are not good <laughs> like oh, true. not like that's true at least for the staff if not just barely for the people who pay money to go there and That's so true. sometimes it's just because they don't have the money to renovate the staff areas. They yep. have to spend the money on the camp itself. Yep. It also depends on whether they're for profit or not as well, which obviously yep. where we went, it was not. So yeah, so there's a lot of things you can say. And so things were a lot different, like I said, especially with that full staffing that we always had before. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just a lack of numbers. And then we had three ranches and then they added the fourth one in Ontario and then, so that spread out people as well. But True. some people didn't want to drive three and a half hours to get to us because yep. we were the closest one to them, comparison to the uh, Brantford and Arden. Ar- Arden ones. Yeah. Yeah. No, and that's the thing that like I enjoyed it. Like, don't get me wrong. Like at that time in my life, once I wasn't so much of an asshole, like I was involved in church and Christian stuff, so I enjoyed the more Christian part of it. But then I weirdly liked like. Evening games, I, I'm weirdly competitive, so I to the fact to get to try to beat people, it was very fun. But then I enjoyed Campfire, and I think it was just mostly the skits, because I got to do stuff that I would never have done ever in my life, yeah, even you now. Yeah, drama, too, like that, you know, drama class type thing to your life. It was always fun. Yeah. And there was a lot more of a change to do it, because, like, it used to just be the recreation staff doing it, and a lot yeah. more people gave a lot more opportunities, and... 
yeah, it was it was fun in that sense. But like you were also like a lot of us even from when I started to when I finished working there said that the best week was teen week because yeah. you can the go kids all are a lot out. closer to your size yep. and age and yeah, you can play like a at least a flag football where you're not worried about still knocking the kids over or yep. anything or not a contact sport, but at least something in that sort of sense. Oh, there were still contact be, sports. There was definitely some, there but it's not like we play full out football or anything like that. No. In that sense, there was some somewhat uh, physical contact type things that we can do. And with the teens, it was nice because, you know, there's 14 year olds that would show up and they were six and a half feet tall. So Yeah, it's true. <laughs> they were taller than me. I know. That's the thing. Like, I was trying to think some of the games where I like, I, I, I did like smug staff, even though I was always at staff. I was like, I'm not getting smocked. I'm going to like cheat some way that I don't get smocked. Oh, I just gave up every time. There was no chance I could, I couldn't climb trees and crap. Like really? well, <sighs> there's so many places to hide, but there was really not a lot of places to hide for somebody who can't climb 25 feet up a damn tree. It's true. Or you can't spell you're not supposed to hide on top of the buildings in some areas. And yeah, so I just, I would find somewhere stupid and sit there and, yeah, you know. There was one year that I think that they made a rule that the staff had to run back. Like they would have the first bell that the kids would come out. And then the second bell would be like, you have 10 minutes now to get back to the hill. And if you get tagged before you hit the hill, you're still getting smucked. Something like that, yeah. And I hated that part because I was like, no, I got like my perfect spot. That Like there were many times that kids would be right underneath the tree. Because I had this one tree that I always oh, yeah. went to. Yep. And these kids would just sit there and they'd be like, what? And I'm like, and I would just have my iPod in, just listening to music, like laughing at these children, like right underneath me. I'm like, it's supposed to be fun. I think it's because in my earlier years, I got, like I said, I got caught because I was like, I went in a building. So I got smucked with whipped cream and scrambled eggs, which I didn't think this would happen. But when you went to go shower that out, the scrambled eggs got caught in my hair and it was the hardest thing to comb out of my hair. And yeah, I didn't have long hair, but it still got caught and it was gross. And so I think I was just like, nope, I'm not getting smugged. So like after that, I was like, I'm going to break every rule I can to not get this in the face because I'm not doing it. Yeah. And it's also, it was prone. People were pretty prone for like giving other people like ear infections or stuff like that because the whipped cream would get so far into your nose or your ears. Yeah. The, the thing was, it's just not to focus on the ears. Getting it in your ear wasn't a terrible thing, but if somebody like. Because some people would just completely rub it all over your face. And yep. some people would just easy, do that easy pie in the face type yep. motion. And that was it. Yeah. So, and then yeah. sometimes I thought they used to let the to kids like poke, do it. poke it into your ears, that's when you started getting ear infections. And it was yeah. gross. Well, because I, what was it? Moose Winooski's, the restaurant, when they smuck people, like, it's a rule that you have to, like, they had to, like, like go down your face. So, and, like, so they start at the top so that they're not breaking your nose by accident. And they go down, so it's not getting up in any of your holes. <laughs> well, well, see, that was the thing that we used to do all the time, especially before, yeah. is w it was trying to get it where you could. Mm -hmm. So the nose was not off of off limits. Yeah. People always did. The, the fashion I was taught was start at the chin, yeah. go Angle up so it goes up. straight up your yeah, nose. Yeah. Obviously, be gentle so you don't completely, yeah. literally break the nose with the bottom of your hand. And then you can kind of like swirl it around, get yeah. it in both eye sockets. And Normally then, it was a swirl. It was a, into the hair around the top of your yeah, head. Yeah, the as hair much was something could. not so much for me because I either had yeah. a mohawk or none. So, sure. Yeah. And then I'm trying to think what else. What other game I really used to enjoy. There was one that we used to play just outside of the horse paddocks. And there was, it, was, it wasn't captured the fight, but there was a line that the staff had to like not let kids touch like the troughs where the horses ate. 
and I couldn't remember what it was, but it was one that you generally could tackle kids sometimes, <laughs> and it was fun that way. And then I did like the gold rush because it was horse poop floors, which sounds gross, but they're not like they're not like greasy. No, they're well, little. They are when they're fresh, but that's not. Yeah, but most of the time, most of the times, like they were just People like this crumbly ball of yeah. dirt poop. Um, we did one, I think, the first year that they had the cow tongue, and I have a picture of you with the cow tongue with Caleb, I believe. At oh, the yeah, end of the I game. have a picture of me with the cow tongue holding it up to my face. So yeah. I look like I, I think it's the same <laughs> one, yeah. And I think Caleb's like right beside you, like Abigail's Something brother. Like that, yeah. yeah. And um, what are there games? Why can't I think of games that we used to play? Yeah, the cow tongue game was weird. <laughs> yeah, it was something to do with like you had, there were different objects that we had to try to throw into into garbage cans, and that was just one of the things. I think so, yeah. Um, Which always made it easy because there was 75% of the people were afraid of the damn thing. And it's the rest true. Of us just didn't care. It's true because it started <laughs> off frozen, and then it slowly thawed yeah, through the it game. Came, it came, yeah, it came. It was refrigerated when it came, yeah. or it was on ice, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Because I found like <coughs> the farther, and this is no offense to the kids, but the farther I got away from actually being a counselor, the more I enjoyed the ranch. Counseling's not for everybody, and that's. What and I don't get me wrong, myself, yeah. I am good with kids, but it, when you've got a bunk of how eight to ten kids, and they're normally not at a, at a nice like age they full of attitude some of them well, don't want to be there that was the one thing that i look back at when it came to the people who came and i i guess you can call it the second wave of when the directors changed over was um because there was speculation on who was going to be the director the mm-hmm. uh, program director and the um barn director both lived there yeah so was it going to be one of them when he left or whatever um anyway so the, the staffing was definitely one thing that changed the whole atmosphere. You know what I mean? Yeah. There used to be, you know, we had in that older kid, because we always had, you know, to explain, we always had like the two age groups, which I think yep. is the only thing we haven't mentioned about the place yet. <laughs> sure. uh, so in that two age groups, the teepee town was the smaller age group and this western town uh, was the older one. And so we used to have all five bunkhouses pretty much full every mm-hmm. week for nine weeks every yep. summer. And there was always usually a counselor and then sometimes what they was do what they would do is they'd put like a kitchen staff or like someone a, that wasn't a, re- yep. a rec uh, employee or one of the barn staff in to the room as the second staff. Yep. So there was always be two. Um, and then the assistant uh, um, the assistant head counselor was usually the one that was in the, the at the end rooms. Yep. So for the guys, it was the jail. Yeah. <laughs> so that was the assistant to the, and then the second staff in that room was always the head of the the, the male counselor, yep. like the head of the head counselor, and that we had that staff like that all the time. So there was ten people in those hallways of staff. Yeah. And then there was the staff that were set up to do the nightly checks after everybody mm-hmm. was supposed to go to bed and whatnot and try to rile people down and so. Like, I was on maintenance for years before you guys even came, and so some of that times, that's what me and another guy would do, Yeah, is we would get a couple of the horse staff to go down the girls' wing because there was more females that worked there than yep. with us, and then me and the other one or two people working in the maintenance staff would go down with flashlights and stuff and try to get to basically the clamoring to, to come mm-hmm. down to a null so either people who wanted to sleep could sleep and people actually slept and they weren't cranky assholes the next day. That's true. <laughs> No, I, uh, like, obviously, like I said, like, I only know the, the second side. <laughs> Sorry, cat issues. Velcro cat. Uh, Velcro cat. Um, but uh, I can't say for here or there, but, like, 
I there's always two sides to everything, right? Like, oh yeah, I, like I, I, I wasn't a just, fan. It changed a lot of the atmosphere with that lack of staff that we had, and so sometimes I find that the years that you and I worked together, mm-hmm. it was like we were always scrambling around like crazy, yeah, just to it's try true. and make everything work, and then have staffed and monitored enough and still not take away some of the classic things like smuck the staff or things yep. that we did a lot of games and things disappeared there was a lot of things that we it's lost true. in the sense. well there was a lot of games that they had to stop playing because i heard of so many times that people i like, got injured from stuff like severely they're like we can't play that game anymore well that was one thing that happened and i'm surprised we've continued in the in the horse paddock because there was one year i don't remember what in the heck i think it was just capture the flag we were playing yeah and i can't recall if we had it half like the the arena halved off or not but um, it was, I guess, that day or two after it had rained. Mm-hmm. So alongside the obviously turning and tossing it gets from the horses yep. all day long, as well as that rain we had the couple days before, basically somebody went to go tackle somebody, I think, in this capture the flag game. Mm-hmm. And it was another staff with a tackling a staff to make sure, obviously, nobody, none of the kids got hurt. Yep. But his foot got planted in the muddish area, and then it didn't move. Yep. So he basically turned his foot backwards. Yeah, I think I heard it was about there, one, yeah. and then his leg wasn't. <laughs> like, yeah. And so yeah, he he was he was fine, and he had to leave, and like his vehicle was there for I think two or three or four weeks after he was gone. Yeah. Because he couldn't walk, so there yeah. wasn't really much he could do when he needed to get around in the distance, and he couldn't work in the kitchen because you can't do that yeah. with crutches. So nope. he unfortunately just kind of canceled off that last month or so of the summer for himself because. That's what happened in that playing around, and you know yeah. there was no blame I'm pretty really sure, or anything like I'm that. I'm pretty sure if this is the same one that I know of, is that they actually told that family to sue the ranch because it probably could have happened. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> no, and it wasn't the ranch. Like I think the family didn't want to, but the 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 ranch said you need to. Like this injury probably will change his life in the oh, sense yeah. of sports or whatever. Oh, probably. So they said you need to sue us to get that proper money and yeah. kind of stuff that way i don't know what came out of that yeah, at the I end didn't but hear anything but they that's the kind of stuff if it's off the property nobody talks about it it's, it's true. all dealt with at head office and none of those people talk there was one one guy who used to come and he had usually three or four ranches under his belt and he would come and talk to the director and usually nobody else and the director's wife because they usually yeah. live there for yeah. sometimes a decade at a time in the past true. um i think dan and his wife were there for almost like eight years six or eight years anyway I didn't think it was that long because I swear it closed a couple of years after we stopped going. There was a few years, yeah. Can't remember. Maybe six. Because anyway. I think Cause we were I went for, for three, three at years, least, yeah. yeah. And then a couple of years after that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, there was three or four, I think, after we left. Be- I just, this is going to sound horrible. And if they're listening, you know your children. Their one daughter. Okay, I was a snacker. I'm always a snacker, okay? Like, I always had junk food. When I was out in the barn, I would put my snacks high up so that the campers wouldn't see it. Nothing. This girl, and I think at the age she was like seven? Probably seven. About seven. She would climb up the freaking shelves after my snacks, and I'd have to be like, I can't even remember her name, which is probably better for the best. But I'd be like, get down. And she was like, no, I'm going to eat that. I'm like, it's not yours. It's mine. I bought it. Well, I... My dad runs this place, so I get your snacks. And I was like, bullshit, get down. <laughs> and I obviously yeah. still am that way with my snacks, so don't take my snacks. It's the funny part was, is like we only had that Saturday to go out and like restock. Mm-hmm. Unless we knew somebody was going into town, but most people weren't. Like there was the, the availability to do that was much less with Dan there 
and before. True. Yeah. Sometimes people would get just get off and be like, you know, at once if they did it once a week or something, yeah. they disappear after dinner. Um, it's people true. were given nights off, so they didn't have to worry about it. Like, you go hide in their room or whatever, or yep. sleep after dinner, um, one night a week or whatever, or through an afternoon. And, and so some people would use that time to run in because That's true. Like really it was 15 or 20 minutes away. So. I thought, yeah, I think my head says when Zoltan was in the kitchen, I feel like we used to have way more snacks. And I don't know if he would actually get us snacks or maybe I'm just he would just let me have snacks from the kitchen. I can't remember. I don't know. I, there was so many different times. I used to live in that and have to work in that kitchen all the time. That's true. When we did uh, church groups on the weekends, we'd get up in the morning, make breakfast. Two or three of us would have to break off. Uh, go do horse things. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, or, uh, one or two other people would have to go set up like um, archery or yep. whatever work, activity whatever, they yeah, were doing. Whatever yeah. activity they decided to do, and that was our day. It's true. And then when we were in the barn, we had to go back and then shower, help in the kitchen, at least yeah. completely change our clothes. As they call it, the ho- the whore's bath <laughs> that you scrub all the way up to your yeah. shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. So either completely change our clothes or shower, so then we can come and cook lunch. Yeah, you know it's I mean? true. I'm and you always like uh, when I I helped a couple years in the off season, and it was always like you get up and you're like you don't get to eat until they're done, but you're scrounging whatever leftovers are done while you're trying to do dishes and clean up. Yeah. And it was always like, well, I want to eat too. Like. The problem I had when I lived there in the whole off season was, um, it was usually either Saturday or Sunday morning, whatever we ate for breakfast and sometimes lunch, the cook would make a shit ton of it mm-hmm. <laughs> because that was put away for leftovers for us for half that week. And I'm like, yeah. I don't want to eat the same damn thing for four days, man. Like it's true. I don't want to refrigerate it for long. Obviously those bigger refrigerators are better than some of the small ones. But yes. at the end of the day, like I don't want to freeze it. I don't want to not freeze it. I don't want to eat it for four days. Like, yeah. Fuck. I want some, <laughs> that's something I never had. Cause normally if I came up to help, I came up Variety, with Tracy. Man. Yeah. I always came up and then I went back home. So I was never there all of the time other yeah. than in the summer. But, uh, I actually enjoyed the retreat weekends. You know which one I liked the best? It was a scrapbooking one because they didn't do anything other than sit there and scrapbook. I can't remember what else we did that weekend. I would never know that. But no, I think that legitimately that was their thing. They would bring up all their scrapbooking stuff. They would eat have, and scrapbook together. And that was it. And they were always in the dining hall. Because yeah. I don't think they would set them up in the basement. No. They would have just been in the, in the dining hall. And that so was it. The issues with that basement, we tried to stay away from it as much as possible. It's ever, I remember... Because I think you were involved in the skit. The the actual only skit at night that was scripted. That I can't remember her name. And I always wish I could remember her name. And I wanted to look out, like, reach out to her if she remembered writing this. But she wrote it. And we were, had practiced it so many times outside. But then we had to go inside. Oh, maybe. And we had to do it in the basement because it was raining. And it was the skits that I played. I don't even know what my character was. But I was a character that was kind of getting beat up by, like, sin or temptations. Yeah, something like that. And so in the skit, like, those things come to get me, and they they start to beat me up. Yeah. And because we were in the basement, I hit one of, like, the... the, the... Pillar? No, or I didn't hit the pillar. Uh, the heating thing. Why can't I think of what it's called oh, right now? the baseboard heater, yeah. The baseboard heater. I was going to say a rad because my sister just moved into place with radiators. Oh, yeah. Um, but so I smashed into one of those and because I was running away and I, everyone was like, afterwards, are you okay? I was like, yeah. They're like, you smashed your head into the wall. I'm like, no, I didn't. It just sounded like I smashed my head into the wall. But that was one of my, like, I, it was a surprisingly deep 
skit. And I think yeah. we could only do it on Teen Week. It was legitimately like I, uh, normal Christian stuff that it's like, okay, I'm a bad human that do these bad things, and now it's catching up to me, and then Jesus comes and saves me. Well, see, that was the issue I always couldn't wrap my brain around when I worked there was like it was just this place to crank out conformed kids. <laughs> like, it was. I don't mean that in a negative way, but I mean like the, the plan was just to try and save as many kids yeah. as you could throughout the week when they were there. I and found, just, they really I found that frustrating. But I didn't think they really were like – I don't think because it was like they should have just treated every kid like equally and had Jesus messages. But I did find that they really tried to like, oh, we want so many kids to like be like, yep, I want Jesus. When it was yeah. like half those kids went home and had no clue what was going on, even if they wanted to. Yeah, uh, I dealt with so many kids over the years I worked there where, you know, 100 percent of the time that the only introduction they had to the church was coming there. Yeah. And it was because of either. um like foster the care, cha- yeah, the, the foster care or the or whatever uh, charities that worked mm-hmm. with those types of kids, yep. and that's why they came. So some of them lived with their parents, and their parents would be in you know really low income townhouses areas in bigger cities yep. and things like that. So a lot of them came from like the GTA, from where we were. It's obviously. true, yeah. Uh, we kind of took half the GTA, except for like when you get towards Hamilton, that was the Brantford Ranch. Yeah. Yeah, so there was many people north and south, and that was their only church mm-hmm. introduction. They never went on Sundays. They maybe went, like, depending on whether they had a grandma that went at Christmas or yeah, something, yeah. you know what I mean? But some of these kids, by the time you got used to them, they were teenagers. Yep. So you know for a fact that even if grandma went, they still ain't going. It's you true. Know what I, mean? I did find and that their parents never cared enough to go, so they, they, just would, they would come and do churchy things at the ranch and go home and just continue their life as normal. Yeah, because what else are they supposed to do? I did find that, like, if you looked at the staff, it was it was like a make or break for some of the staff, that some of the staff that came that were iffy about God either like was like yeah God or they went the opposite like this is just a job now like I don't really care well see in the past that's one thing that happened and so that's why there was more or less a completely big turnaround revolution whatever you want to call Mm -hmm. it when when Dan took over was uh yeah there was a lot of things like I wasn't not involved in a lot of them but there was a lot of things that used to happen there in a summer. <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of it happened b- way before and maybe some during when I was That's there true. and I didn't know about it, but a lot of it happened before people dating and, you know, doing things. Sneaking that, off and having sex. Yes, yeah, I heard that. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. so that was always, and it's always like a, a summer camp thing back from the 60s. Do you know what I mean? Right. So the last, you know, six or seven decades it's been happening. Yep. It's true. I don't know. It's one of those things that it's like, for me at that time, when I first started going, yeah, it was horrible, but I did get more involved in the church and I did enjoy the ranch for that. Now I'm not so much. Well, that's it. I found a church that I felt like participating in and I felt it was more involved, probably is the easiest word to say. Uh, Because I went to a United Church all the time when I was a kid and I became the guy that recorded the sermon and did the sound. Yeah. Well, you still did that at Calvary, too. Yeah. And so that's why I transferred over into doing it, um, because that's what I would do is I'd go to this United Church full of people who I have no idea that they didn't fart dust and, you know, couldn't could actually come to church on a Sunday rather than just stay in their homes or their wherever they lived at the time. All in downtown Barrie, actually. They just knocked the church down in the last couple of years. But, um, yeah, so it was always old people. Yep. Uh, the youth group was a bunch of, like, recluse teenagers. Um, funny part was I found two of them I've been looking for on Facebook for years yesterday, but I haven't gotten, like, a message back. But I just – it's a funny thought that now that we're talking about churches yep. and stuff. But, 
Yeah, it was a big change in the sense that a lot of us just went and then we would go mini golfing or things like that. Like there was yep. never really churchy things in that youth group where there was when we went to Calvary. Yeah. Um, but that's what I felt. I felt a lot more involved in the sense that it wasn't just um, old people, yeah. <laughs> more or less. And and the like there was an old person that was the the minister at this United Church for years, and then a younger guy kind of came in. But then he was starting to be told from the board of, uh, like, the Catholic board that runs that church, mm -hmm. well, you can do this and you can't do that. And so he just kind of stayed in those, didn't color outside the lines for yeah. the rest of the time he worked there until they knocked it down. So it, it all depends on where you go. And so, like I said, it, there was more involvement and there was more things. There was more people around my age. Like, I was older than most of you, if not all of you, for that matter. But when it, especially when it came to, like... Um, that youth group like there was a couple older but yeah uh, most of you were still in high school which yeah. is why i would come and visit you when i was in in town or whatever true because i had already done the four years and so i can't remember if it was the year i was doing it at the ranch but yeah i did two like english courses with a teacher who would do it while like she would sign up to watch detention and oh really so she was still getting paid hourly to sit there on her laptop and get paid you know a sum of money to do these courses online yeah so it was actually quite a nice setup and so um, I don't know if that's if how Zoltan finished high school because he was years like he was younger, so mm -hmm. he had years left to do when I only had two courses. Yeah. So I was told do that or move home. So I'm like, okay, I'll I'm do gonna that. do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like a fifty dollar fee to start these courses, and you got the fifty bucks back if you passed. That's not bad at all. So yeah, and it was through an Ontario school board. It was through the Trillium Lakeland school board at the time. Yeah. Uh, the teacher went to the Lindsay. Uh, was in a school in Lindsay. And so that's how I finished when I was there. And so that's when I would live there and I did everything every weekend. And then, of course, you know, literally prayed to God for people like you to come and work. But mm -hmm. there were some weekends we could afford it and some we weekends we couldn't. Yeah, so. it's true. Because we actually got paid on weekends. That was the thing. During the week, we didn't get paid. We worked for our room and board and food. True. So we got paid on the weekends and it was nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because that's the one thing. I think there was w the last year that I worked there, they put in this program to try to get people to fund you to work there. I don't even remember that. They, they, like, they had this whole thing that you could hand to family or friends and be like, hey, like, I want to work here, but I also need to save for college or university, yeah. which didn't turn into much of anything. No, I don't even remember. I never participated in that, so I don't even know how much came out of it. It all depends on how much people would actually pretty much pay for you. Yeah. But I think when I did high ropes, I got paid slightly extra. Yeah, because you were mm -hmm. you had a certificate in yeah. order to do it. Yeah, but and that was it. Is they paid they pretty much paid you guys extra so that you were always available to do it. Because yeah. if they didn't b basically pay that much extra, you didn't have to act like you were ready and willing to help if they needed it. For it's that true. Yeah. yeah. No, I I mostly enjoyed it though. Like obviously yeah. through it all, like there's still people that we all talk to through it. Like, um, really enough, Zolk and I didn't talk for a long time, and then we reconnected recently, and so we chat every once in a while yeah then same with me and you like we kind of like off and on since then have talked but not consistently yeah it's definitely an up and down with a lot of things i don't talk to a lot of people uh from there anymore like i talked to you i talked to um sonia for a while mm -hmm. um some people just we get distant or we get up carried off into another part of our lives and yeah we're adults um, now i've run hard. into jared a few times lately really? uh, every once in a while i'll run into um nathan or yeah. or their dad you know yep. what i mean um that's about it like sam doesn't live around here or anything like that uh, their older brother oh i was pictured a girl instantly so oh, i was yeah, like who yeah. 
But no, because no, what was so, it? I think other than that, the only people I still I still talk to is I talk to a few people from before, like from the old yep. director as well, and that's about it. So a couple of them came and worked there when Dan was there, and a couple yep. didn't. So yeah, yeah. So you know that's it. And so I know for a fact, like Zoltan went off. He was in a folk band. He was in BC. Mm-hmm. He's still around there now, I think. He's or in Alberta. BC. Is he BC? Yeah. yeah. BC. So him and I catch up once in a while. Like him and I were talking about an old, just like I think two weeks ago or three weeks ago, we were talking about an old um, radio host on the Life 100.3 station that used to do this metal show on Saturdays. And none of us could remember what his real name was because John? he used to go, no, um, not Jay-Z. Um, his name was, his his radio name was Stooley McMuffin. Oh, I didn't know his real name. And he yeah. was—he hosted this show called—he—it uh, it was called Sweet Sweet Saturday Nights, and they used to call it Three SM. Mm-hmm. And so after that, when he was gone, he left for another radio station. Then John did it, yeah. and then John and Zoltan did it, and yeah. then Zoltan did it after yeah. that. But at that point, I was usually working, so I never listened. But I'd always listen when I was at that's the ranch. That's why I, I listen the most when Zoltan or John and Zoltan. Sweet fuck all else to do on a Saturday night. Mm-hmm. So I just, yeah. oh, let me listen to the only cool Christian radio station it's that true. we're always allowed to listen to. Because I knew Zoltan so well, it was always so much fun because I would call him in between songs when people weren't calling. Oh, and yeah. he would just leave you on. He'd be like, shh, be quiet. I'm yeah. going live. Don't say anything. You would just sit there and be like, hee, yeah. I thought it was interesting. I was. hosted that show twice, actually. Yeah. It was quite fun. I think they were I looking for a replacement after after Stooley left, and so I did a sh- I did two episodes with Jay Z. I think because I dated Brett and his dad owns that place, that I remember they I can't remember what position it might have been for the Saturday night one that I did go for interviews for it. Yeah, and I remember being like, "Why am I doing this? Like, I'm legitimately not this person." Well, I was legitimately looking this. to go to college for radio at that point True. too, if you yeah. remember. Yeah. So that was for me. That was just like. You know, the only better thing was to get into a, one of the Toronto radio stations or whatever. Yeah, I that's to, true. Even still, but so yeah, that was definitely the thing for me was trying to get into there because it was right in Barrie. First mm-hmm. of all, yep. either that or a, there was a couple more that do broadcast out of Barrie, but there really aren't many. A lot of them are just outside of Barrie. True. Or like, and that was the thing that Life 100.3 did because afterwards, after they started, because they were around for about ten years by that point. Probably, But yeah. then they started to branch off into those other cities where they just rebroadcast the same signal. True. But they had a different dial number in yep. those cities, yep. like Owen Sound in Peterborough or something, whatever it was. Yeah. So that was the difference. Oh, the only thing was it was still Life 100.3, but it was broadcast at a different true. dial number. Yeah, that's true. Um, but that was what it is. That's what I got into for a while after that because when I came home and stopped going back to the ranch, I started an internet radio. And that's basically what... Life 100.3 was. They broadcasted the internet, and then it dispersed to those three or four mm-hmm. different areas, to the four radio towers, and that was it. So yep. everything was done in Barrie, and there was no equipment necessary. It was just a computer hooked up to a radio tower yep. in whatever city it was, including Barrie. Barrie yep. was around the same way. Yep. They didn't have a radio tower on top of the building. It's no, they the didn't. Of town. It's true. I can picture exactly where it is. Um, I can't remember if I ever remembered what it was or not. It's on Belfarm Road. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's on Belfarm Road. It's right near the college. Oh, okay. Because that same thing, I knew Zoltan, so the amount of times that he'd be like, oh, like, uh, like, what are you doing? I'd be like, oh, nothing. He's like, do you want to bring me food? And so, like, we would just get to go into the well, station. Well, that's how we started was we started talking to them all the time, and Zoltan and I would call Stooley and – I can't remember if it happened before Jay-Z. I think Jay-Z was there, too. Yeah. So we would call them 
and then we both go home to Barry for the weekend. Yep. And so he'd either stay at my house, I think once or twice, or other people's houses. Mm-hmm. And there was times when he went all, like his mom came and, and drove all the way back to yeah. Pickering and he would have the car for the weekend. So literally, him and I started one time, we showed up with wings. That's what yeah. we did. Oh, I bet. He went out and bought wings, he came and got me, we went there. And we were there until they finished the show, which I think was 2 a.m. at that point. Yeah, I thought 2 or 3 for some reason, yeah. It's, yeah, I think they dialed it back to 1 at one point, but it was 2 a.m. at one point. Yeah. And so crazy. we were there right until 2, and we all left and whatever. And so we did that one, like, two or three times. And that's really what started a lot of it. And so we'd call all the time. And so we were the regular people that would call in all the time, and we'd have a conversation with the people yep. in between songs. And then we'd tell them four or five songs we wanted to listen to, and yep. they'd just work it in over the next hour or yep. so. I know, that's so crazy. Such a different world now. Yeah. I d- well, obviously, the r- if the ranch didn't close, it would be closed now because of COVID. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It, it would be so screwed in a sense. Like, this, w- this would have been the breaking point if it didn't already happen for them. Yeah. I, I think do. they only have – I think it's just the Branchford Ranch. Really? Because Arden – I don't know how much – I thought it was – I is think Arden? Arden was, I thought, oh, the okay. newest one, and that's the one that I got trained for high ropes at, and it was, like, they had their own skate park, and, like, they were more modern. It all depended on what money they got, because mm-hmm. when people donated money to that specific ranch, that specific ranch was able to do whatever the hell they wanted to. It's it. true, so but I think the, the We did the low ropes course was around when I was a kid, which yeah. was dilapidated by the time you guys did high ropes. Yeah. It was just all that crap in the corner of that yeah, area. Yeah, that no one really That used, was a forest yeah. in a tiny little b- area. We do, like They actually cut down a pile of trees. Oh, for sure. And then put down the wood chips from those trees for you guys for your high ropes and such. Yeah. And so that area became much bigger than it ever was. There was usually never anybody in there because the lower ropes was just garbage. Nothing. Yeah. But we changed a BMX track at one point, um, things like that. And so there was always work being done Mm because that building was so old. Yep. And there's always leaks and stuff on bad rainy days. Yeah. A lot of transition. I remember shoveling snow off the roof in the winter because it literally warped door frames. To the point where, like, the director couldn't I close could the door that. of his office. Yep, I could see that. <coughs> so, yeah, there's a lot of, oh, a lot of weird shit happened when I, over the years that I was there, and um, yeah, so it just it, it everything was different depending on what happened that day, more mm-hmm. or less. And so, not only when you have up to a hundred kids or so, because they usually wouldn't do more than ten in a room if they could fit that, but. You know, 75 to 100 kids a week in that area of the ranch on top of the fact that the roof fucking leaks oh, when it rains or whatever. You know what I mean? Even even on the weekends we did it in the winter, like 50 kids show up or whatever for mm-hmm. a pile of staff. And even with those 50 kids, like we're dealing with, oh, this window's broken, so this is drafty. And yep. is the heat work? Are the kids going to be cold? Like, we it's don't want true. them to feel like they're sleeping outside, obviously. But yep. at the same time, if there's a draft, it's a draft. There's nothing we can do about it. They were mostly winterized, but, like, there was gaps in the doors because, like, that's why sand got everywhere. You know what I mean? Because when it was windy in the summer, the sand would get everywhere because there's just, there's nothing you could do about it. We couldn't winterize and and (laughs) modernize the whole. Yeah, it's so true. It's sad. I miss that place. Not for all the reasons, but I just miss that property. I I grew to really enjoy the property. Like, I used to just sleep on top of the rock wall, and that was, like, my go-to, like, relaxed place. Yeah. So, well, that I was it. yeah, there's a lot of places you could go and different things you can do. Um, yeah, uh, like I said, it's 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 definitely changed over the years. Mm-hmm. And then now that it's gone and, and privately owned by I don't even know who, some family or something. Um, yeah, it's weird because like 
I was able to, because there was a few years after I had my first two kids, so I do actually have one night. I called and left a message like days in advance, and so we literally just drove out there, and it was just like nobody was home. Oh yeah. I think I think Greg and Emily were home in the in the house, and that was it. But they didn't come out and see or anything. Um, but we just drove up to that first little horse uh, paddock, and a few of the horses were there, so we took some pictures with my son. Yeah. And he's only like a year, less than a year old, I think. I can't remember. Another, you know, random Facebook memory that reminds me yep. how long ago that was. But yeah, we have pictures like in the in the um, in the dining hall and things like that yep. throughout different areas and um, how we redid the bathrooms. Like I was part of that renovation yep. that year. I lived there for the bathrooms in both of the wings and stuff. So that's that's my last memory is I was able to go there. There were mm. still horses. I wasn't able to ride them, obviously, but yeah. I was able to basically plunk around the property wherever I wanted to go and see a few things, and, and that was it. And yeah. so it was nice, but, you know, it sucks. I can't do that. I thought the place would be around for 20 more years, 30 more Same. years. So yeah. I thought maybe I'd be sending my kids there, even though I may not follow church things as mm-hmm. much. It's that experience. There's not many other places in that part of Ontario Um where you have a horse experiences, you have to go yep. out east for um, a lot of things. Or for you're that, paying so. a lot. You have to be in the equestrian world, and well, it was just basically us and the Tim Hortons camps. Those were the only two that had horses. That was That's the biggest true. thing. Yeah. Some of them focused on stuff like um, teaching kids how to get their water levels or you know um, lifeguard levels, whatever you want to call it. Um, some of them focused on other things. You could do a major in archery and get mm-hmm. your uh, marksmanship award yep. or something too. So it just depended on what camp wanted to focus on what because a couple of people left the ranch and went to Tim Hortons a few times because A, Tim Hortons actually paid. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> and true. And B, they were, they were horse people and that's what they wanted to do because, pe- like I said, people used to sit on the same job for half or all of the summer. So That's true. That's very true. Well, we're going to wrap up this uh, podcast now. So thank you for coming, Kyle. Do you want to plug yourself or no? I sometimes ask people if they want to give their handles. I didn't I don't think really this. do anything that's I didn't important think you would. yet. Like, so I just thought. I've had a conversation with you about perhaps getting involved with TikTok, but that hasn't happened yet. So I'm oh, just yeah, going true. to. Yeah. Uh, if you ever do, let I'll, me know, I'll, and I'll yeah. put it in the handle oh, on the I'm bottom. Sure but in that point, at some point, I'll be back because. That's true. Yeah. It's very true. Follow, like, subscribe. I'm on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts now. I'm on Instagram, uh, handle at Abnormal Adventures Podcast. Find me there. I have a website now. Check it out. Thank you.